Yo, 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 welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast, it's episode 202, and happy Secession Day for those to celebrate, man, we back in the building, um, and one of my thoughts this week is, man, I can't wait to get, like, random custom drinks at my crib, like Drake, like Drake had in that interview, like, I can't wait to that time, bro, like, I felt like that passion fruit joint he brought up for that, uh, Caleb Presley interview was a flex, dog, who'll be bringing you this drink? I mean, I, if I got a custom drink in my crib, it's, it's it's like a custom house drink. It's definitely gonna be like a butler or some shit, bro. You just gonna snap your finger and they gonna know. Bring it up. <laughs> I, I, like I started thinking about like what y'all drinks would be, just cause I, I feel like I, I know I want to know y'all better. And I felt like Donuts would be like a rum chata and Kool-Aid jammer mix, like a blueberry Kool-Aid jammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, what? That would that would be your house drink, bro. Rum chata with Kool-Aid. That's it. And then, then I thought for C's, like C's would definitely have to do like an endangered fruit, like a uh, like a guava or some shit. <laughs> 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 He would definitely want the endangered vibes, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we here, man. Uh, we got my nigga season in the building. Yo, 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 what up, people? Uh, hope everybody had a good week. Uh, Seth Rogen, he said that um, he could do life without weed, but he would prefer not to because it makes everything better. I felt him on that. Y'all got any regular day, everyday vices that you could do life without, but you would prefer not to? Oh man. Think. Like you, you, I don't know. Working what, out without like an eight oh eight. Working out with uh, without music, I can't do that. Mm. Like you could do it, but me, I I just go home. It's not a vice though. Yeah, that's real. I can't think. Of, I don't know. You don't have no vices. Fuck. I don't know, man. I mean, drinking. <laughs> niggas go out and drinking shit, but nah, that go. That's uh, tough. That's hard. Say weed probably too. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. It's just certain things that like sometimes make life better, but it's like I don't need it, but I prefer to have it. I'm gonna start dabbling in weed some more, man. I need some shit that's gonna make me feel good. Uh, you know, just experience that that high that y'all get because I don't get that. <laughs> so I don't like you saying experience the high that y'all get because y'all obviously get a good high. Like I, I get bad highs. Yeah. Well, you be in the smoking chain smoking backwoods with random niggas in random establishments. All right, so you no, gotta, that's not true. That's <laughs> ain't true at all, man. You gotta make sure that don't get slipped on. Yeah, although yesterday I was about to take a uh, take a hit from the nigga weed pen pause. Uh, Cause you know, I, I'm just feeling the vibe. But uh, we got my nigga done in the building. Man. Wait, no, you can't. You can't just say I was about to take a hit from another nigga weed pen and then <laughs> run past it. What? What you want me to explain that? Folks? Yeah, like, did you notice, nigga? I mean, we was, we was chopping it up in line. So you didn't notice, nigga? Nah, not really. But okay, niggas, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Oh, okay. I'm well. glad you did. Yeah, you I thought about it. He's he a nasty nigga for offering. Hey man, we you know how niggas just be out and seeing everybody want to have a good time that type of shit. Man, if I, I'm I'm never offering a stranger in line a hit off my vape. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to think if a nigga did offer me that shit, and and I was in the right mood, I probably accept. It. Yeah, that's a problem. That don't make it right. 
<laughs> Probably be like, yeah, let me get ahead of that, man. Hey, man, hey, niggas friendly. We gonna we gonna do it, man. Well, we got my nigga Don. Oh, the that's not a nasty. Yeah, man, it's your boy Deshaun, man. What's up with y'all? How y'all feeling? Are you sticking with the D thing? Like, you gonna have to pause yourself if you keep sticking with these D names. I, I feel like eventually I'm gonna have to move on, but I'm I'm gonna try to think of as many D names as I can. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a challenge every week. I feel you, man. I feel you. How, how y'all doing, man? Um, uh, I'm feeling good, man. The week started off kind of rocky, but it ended pretty strong, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, same. I had a whole bunch of anxiety about work, man. There's a whole bunch of shit going on. Presentations, niggas like really getting becoming sticklers about project sheets and shit, man. It's mm. it was crazy, but man, nigga made it through. Yeah, no, that work that work anxiety that is that shit will shake up your whole week. Yeah, honestly, you can have you can have every intention to have a positive week, and then some work shit just starts stressing you out, and it's like you don't even know where to turn. Uh, but man, what y'all what did y'all get into this weekend, man? Um, Friday we stepped out to the gun for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A, little, a little festivities, back to back. About okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we was out for a little bit, hit the Hoxton. Uh, Saturday I was pretty much in the crib, catching up on that Love Is Blind, chilling. Mm. You know, very low, very low side weekend. Yeah, that nigga Kwame is filthy, bro. They got a white lust. It's, it's, it, that, that's the sick nigga. <laughs> I don't know how else to call him. He's a sicko. He's black, he's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but he's not like, uh, he's black, but he's not. He's a different black. Yeah. The first day he asked, he was like, I contemplated coming in here and changing my name to Alex because I didn't want people to, to uh, put me in a box. That's when I knew oh, I didn't fuck with this nigga. Yeah. Oh. He's one of them niggas. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh Lord. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think yeah. that uh, this show doesn't get old because it's never a good idea to have people <laughs> marry each other ten days after <laughs> and not see each other. <laughs> yeah. He was wild because he tried to rush into a proposal with somebody. Mm. On the show, he's a yeah, he a wild dude. He just be saying whatever. Kwame just says whatever. Yeah, like you all, you come across people who just like, and when he's when they show like the little group scenes, like any every time he's talking, it just seems like the other person doesn't really want to be there. Yeah, his vibe is all off, bro. Like, nigga, I, I respect niggas that want to mix it up and get a little jungle fever from time to time. Like, you know, I, I didn't see some some white girls out there solid. Hey, go ahead, do your thing. But this nigga, it, it seemed like he can't live without white girls, bro. <laughs> Sure. Nah. <laughs> they like his power source, bro. <laughs> like he, he acts like um the black dude if you were watching a, like a like a HR video. Like he was like oh. a little bit over friendly yeah. and it got like misconstrued. He acts like that. <laughs> there was a uh there was a nigga at the gun with a white woman. <laughs> he, was, he was like taking her on a tour of money gun, but he was like the way he was doing it was like Money Gun was a zoo, and he was like some wild animal. <laughs> nah, we, we saw him walk past, and it was just like, all right, whatever. And when like he he was walking to like leave back out of the, the back area, he was like, yeah, see, you know, this is Money Gun. This is what I was telling you about. 
like, we were like, what? <laughs> and he had on, it was like he on like uh, a, a long live grandson t shirt on. He had a King Von T on. Just like what? showing her around. Yeah. It, it was hey, what kind of black nigga was this, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. He was he was gripping her hard too. He was like, "All right, all right, don't get too close." <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said he said it like he was touring Oblak. <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy, bro. But shit, other than that, y'all ain't get into nothing else. Nah, I saw you uh, hit the boiler room. You was you was shaking your hips. Oh yeah, Ooh. man. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That that's a top three event since I've been in Houston, bro. Damn. That shit was crazy, dog. Like, I they coming to Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go. 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 I think it's the weekend I'm not here. I oh, think that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, if you can go to... If Boiler Room is coming to your city, go, bro. I don't know how they set it up. I think they get the best DJs from your city because I did, DJ Mr. Rogers was there. And he, he, he did decent. But I ain't gonna lie. The nigga that went before him, he went crazy bro i wish i could upload that entire set that's how crazy it went but yeah so, that, that shit was fun are the sets like it's not based on it's based off the djs that come so what type of music was playing it wasn't like no shit you're not used to right? no most most of the every dj that i was there for was playing hip-hop mixed with like some uh, Pink Panthers or some shit like some shit that you can still vibe to. Like it, it was like little mixed stuff that was mixed in, like oldies and stuff like that mixed in. But all of it, like you knew. Gotcha. Yeah. So it it was just a, the the crowd was a nice vibe. Everybody in there was you know dressed. You had the nice fits on and like cool and bro. It, it was a a great event, bro. Like it, it was dope. I had a whole bunch of fun there. So. Shout out to that, man. Yeah, another one in Chicago. Um, I think it's April 15th, but it's at Radius. I already know yeah. it's going to be decent. I wanted to get tickets. That shit sold out instantly. Yeah. Not for real. Yeah. I know I would have to be in there doing one of them dance where you like bop your shoulders up and down and like real move real close to people. <laughs> I feel like that's the type of the dance move you got to have in them function. Yeah. So I, I had a fun, man. I was in there chopping up with a few people. Um, yeah, it was cool, man. Like I said, it was it was a fun little step out. I know at the end, though, it was so many people on the. I've never seen that many people on the street of downtown. Like downtown is, it's decent, but it'll never really crack and be packed out like that. Like once I walked out of that bitch, it was police everywhere, it was people everywhere. I was like, damn, this shit brought the city out, dog. So yeah, if you can go, definitely go to that shit. Uh. Yeah, but other than that, man, today I might just chill out, uh, catch up on some shows. Just, like I said, Succession come on later on. Um, shit, that's about it, man. Um, first topic, man. I guess we gotta we gotta talk about Jonathan Majors, man. It seems like every time a nigga make his way to the top, he finds a way to fall back down to the bottom. <laughs> Um, for those who don't know, Jonathan Majors uh, is an actor. He's been in multiple shows like um, like the newest Creed, uh, the Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Uh, what's that HBO show that everybody want back on, but don't need to come back? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's been on shows like that. Um, apparently and allegedly, 
I guess he was riding back from a bar with his girlfriend. His phone just got on blaze. I guess some girl, you know, probably was like, I just seen your little movie. Girlfriend didn't like it. Uh, and it, allegedly he put hands on him. So <laughs> what y'all think about this? Uh, what y'all think about this, man? I, I find it interesting, like, how certain people can get that little benefit of the doubt <laughs> off of <laughs> Like, certain people can get that, and others really can't. Like, when I first seen it, it was like, hey, Jonathan Major's arrested, but he said he didn't do it. <laughs> I get a plea right here. <laughs> it's like, wait, what is this? It's real interesting to see, like, People is waiting for all the facts to come out with this one. <laughs> Rising star, black man, you know what I'm saying? Women love him. You, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. But honestly, I hope he didn't do this because he, he's a, he is a great actor. And, and I, I'm trying to see the King movies. And you know what I'm saying? Those are the only movies I care about in Marvel at this point. So I hope he didn't do it. But if he did, damn, bro, you fumbled. Nasty. It was. It's weird because they were saying, um, there were multiple reports of him like being, I guess, a repeated abuser. And they said Mm. this has been like common, not common knowledge, but like people have known about this. Yeah, that also that always seems to be the protocol. Once one thing comes out, you get everybody coming from the woodworks like they feel comfortable to come out and say it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Hey, if you got something happening, you feel like sharing your story to just get the shit off your chest, do it. But it's just always weird that that happens. Like niggas coming out, yeah, Jonathan bullied me in high school. Like, come on now, bro. What, 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 are, you, what, what are we doing? I thought it was like um, domestic, like re- repeatedly known as a like a domestic abuser yeah no that that's what it is i'm just yeah. making a uh not a joke but you know just just playing with it uh but yeah it it's fucked up man like nigga might have to hit the gym man try to get this king spot bro it's about to be open oh, come on <laughs> now, I, when i saw this i was like it's i don't know what what is marvel gonna do because that's that's big you can't you gotta wait to see. that's big you can't be <laughs> that, that don't go with the Marvel uh, code of ethics. <laughs> how, how, how would they you even reverse this? Oh, bro, uh, please. I don't They're going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait for more facts to come out. Yeah. And pull a DC where that nigga was like robbing houses in Hawaii and shit, and he still became the Flash. So, <laughs> yeah, whole time. <laughs> let that man rock. Listen, he let gotta, let you- I don't know. He got to be careful because. It might be easier for them to just move on. Yeah, this might be uh, start the Terrence Howard redemption arc, bro. My nigga, if they get Terrence <laughs> Howard to play Kang, <laughs> Kang with a wise shit, bro. That's it. Can't mind. Ain't mind. Oh shit, man! My variants, man. Variants, <laughs> 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 man. <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to laugh at this situation, but it come on, bro. Why? Just keep your damn hands to yourself, man. Yeah, I don't understand what position you in, man. It's yes, it's it's not even about knowing your position. It's just like don't do it. <laughs> so it's, it's I don't know. It's weird. 
It's. I mean, I guess it's. You don't really expect to see these things when you see them. It's. I don't know. It's a little. You get a little iffy. Mm. But we're gonna see what happens. You gotta get low now. Yeah, I think this is also another. This is um a reminder that you can't judge books by a cover, bro. Because this is the last story that I would see coming from Jonathan Major. Like he's a son of a preacher. Uh, he always carrying around that little cup. He seemed like a mild and timid nigga. Uh, but he shit. If this shit is true, nigga out here on some demon time. So, prayers to this whole situation, man. Yeah, man. I mean, if he did, it's, he gonna have to. That's gonna be. Oh, that's gonna be it for his career, ain't it? You being a white woman? Oh yeah. He, oh well. Regardless, uh, six nine was beat up in. Um, a Phoenix area LA fitness bathroom or sauna, I guess. I guess some man caught him lacking in the LA fitness, called his guys up there. They look older, they look about like 40 or 50. Um, and put the beats on them, man, and recorded it and put it on the internet. Um, what was y'all initial reaction when y'all saw this video of him getting stumped out? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really care too much. I mean, we knew we on the internet had been talking about this happening for so long, but I think he had been out of the public up until the past week. I know he got kicked out of a Mets game for being drunk. I saw on Complex, but yeah, that nigga smoked, bro. <laughs> that that game. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah. He's pulling on a net and shit. Like, bro, sit your ass down. (laughs) Like, we hadn't even seen him. So I thought he was at that point just trying to stay out of the way. But now it seems like he's somehow getting found. It's it's all interesting timing, but I don't really care. He's not going to come back and make any more money. (laughs) That video was wild, though. I ain't never seen no shit like that. (laughs) <laughs> that should look like the Dudley boys beating up Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me like question it because niggas was getting like jump starts into their kicks, bro. I ain't never seen no nigga get stumped out like that, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you want to get beat off a cloud, if it wasn't real, that's. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know why he was dressed like a little thot. I ain't like. I think they beat him out his pants. No. <laughs> No, dead ass. I think they beat him out of his pants, bro. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah, he you know he on that bubble coat and them little ass shorts. Like he was getting beat out of your pants is not acceptable. <laughs> 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 Nigga said uh, that cool down set was gritty and on his corpse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, was trying, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, it was it was bound to happen. I didn't think it would happen like this though, like. But hey, that's what happens. Karma's real. Yeah, the niggas. Some niggas are fighting the karma of it. Like some people are using that same shit that niggas jump six nine, but Zimmerman is still living. Like nigga, you go find this nigga, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What you want me to do about this shit? (laughs) I hate niggas like that. Like it's so many people to put that out. Like Zimmerman, and I think Jay Z said it once too. I forgot what he was referring to. Uh, I think he said Triple X got killed, but Zimmerman's still living or some shit. And I, I hate when niggas make that comparison because what do you want us to do about it? Like Zimmerman just all out in the open, just just open pray and shit. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it like it was like it was a green light. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I never understand that. But yeah, like I said, to me, it just boils down to karma, bro. You put all that shit. It's not just the snitching shit, because I don't care about no street shit like that. Like, if he gonna snitch, hey, that's y'all situation. Y'all involved that, that nigga in y'all, y'all situation. But the whole shit about him, anytime somebody dies and he celebrates it online and stuff like that, I think that calls for karma like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you when you are, even if you maybe aren't doing negative, you're kind of spreading negativity in some capacity. Yeah, the karma probably going to come back on you. Yeah. He wasn't really doing anything positive. <laughs> he was just doing a whole lot of fuck shit. And that's the internet now. And I think that's a, we, I guess you need more instances like this, where even if you are past your peak, if you are just kind of doing fuck shit, you can still get beat on. Yeah, it ain't no timeline. It ain't no time limit for uh, get back, bro. That's all I know. So, uh, yeah, you think you're far enough away from your like your worst recent uh, thing that would you get get back for karma on? Am I far enough away from it? Yeah. Nah, it's always creeping around a corner, bro. You don't think it's a, a time limit? Nah, I think it comes back. It always comes back. I'm a very staunch believer in karma and negative things that you do coming back to bite you in your ass. Like, it could be 10 years down the line and some shit is gonna gonna come back to you, bro. So, I don't know. Uh, It was a big debate um, on the internet this week about uh, 50 Cent versus Lil Wayne. I don't know how this debate started. I think it was Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club was responding to... What were they responding to? Um, do y'all know? Did y'all see this this stuff? Yeah, I think didn't DJ Envy maybe started it off, but I don't I don't remember <clears throat> what the re- uh, original thing was. I just saw they were talking about it. Okay, uh, let me let me uh look it up while while I'm looking. What what y'all what y'all thoughts in the verses? Who would win? Uh, Lil Wayne or uh, Fifty Cent? <laughs> I mean, I think the first instinct is to say Wayne, but that feels a little off. I mean, from I guess from what do you call it? Um, mainstream albums, like regular studio albums. Uh, I guess you could go Wayne, but Fifty has like Fifty has what like three, four good ones? Nah, no, two. Fifty Cent albums is this good. Yeah, yeah, two, two, two. I would say. Three, if you count G-Unit. Yes, okay. Three, if you count G-Unit. Because you only get Get Rich or Die Trying, which is like, I'm not saying you only count Get Rich or Die Trying. Like, that's different, but... uh, Yeah, the first instinct is to go Wayne. Um, It's also a weird comparison. This is like the bad part why I think I wish Versus didn't happen. Anytime you want to compare, people start talking about 20. Yeah, that's... That's the thing. It's like it's it's the right twenty, and I just yeah. Wayne should win, but it's I'm, also it's like these twenty shouldn't be these people shouldn't be having a twenty off. Yeah, it it uh, just to get more background, it started because and I knew this. I I, I don't know why I watched this thing, but Apple Music uh, Rap Life Review. I don't know if y'all watched that with Loki Nadeska and Eddie Francis. Uh, they were having a debate, and I think low said that uh, Lil Wayne would get washed. <clears throat> and then, what's the name, kind of put up a playlist to prove it. Uh, what's the nigga's name? Ebro. 
And that was the worst playlist I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. But it's hard to make a Lil Wayne versus 50 playlist, like versus playlist, because most of Lil Wayne's commercial songs are not what we're going to put in the 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to that point, I guess that's the part that also makes it difficult to engage with and kind of frustrating is you're right. Like he's his 20 wouldn't go in there, but it's also should be that. Should that be a point or multiple points to 50 for the fact that he has enough from his studio to win, I guess, single handedly? But even if we look at studio, I mean, we still got money on mind, fireman, hustle music, go DJ, bring it back. The block is hot. Like we still have songs. I, I'm single. Uh, I don't know. I don't, a Millie, yeah, and stuff like that. So you still have those songs that you could throw in there, but it Wayne was so good in mixtapes that his mixtapes, like Drought Three, Dedication Two, those songs are gonna make the uh the list. Does he have does Wayne have any unbeatables? Unbeatables. No. Unbeatable to all artists or just fifty cent? Just a fifty cent. Mm, nah, nah, he doesn't. Fifty has how many unbeatables? Maybe three. Uh, to Wayne? Yeah. Can Wayne beat Mini Man? No. Uh, uh, I, I, off of first instinct, want to say no. I would say Wayne is not beating. We know he's not beating in the club. We know he's not beating Mini Man. I'm tempted to say he's not beating Twenty One Question. Uh, Wayne could be twenty. Okay, no, nah, he could be, he could be twenty one. Yeah, he could be he got something for that. Does he though? I, I put hustle music, money on my mind, or fireman is being twenty one questions to me. Uh, that's a weird play. Yeah, it's a weird comparison, but I'm just saying that if if he wanted to, he can beat twenty one questions with any of those. Does 50 Cent get to count Hate It or Love It? Yeah. Yeah. To me, he does. But that's the thing, too. Wayne has so many iconic verses on features. He could mm-hmm. drop that uh that Avance that Avant feature. That Mario crying out for me. Uh what's the name? He dropped that. Everybody knows every word to that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. So and the uh, the shorty low uh, is it shorty low? Is it uh, who, who am I thinking about? There ain't no two Wayne's that that verse. Yeah, that yeah. that oh, that verse. Yeah, oh, fuck, I look like yeah. Uh, damn, what is that? Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just difficult. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird comparison. It's a weird way to put them against each other. It's not like an equal pairing, but yeah. I, I can see either winning though. Depending on the crowd, what the crowd. Choose. It's depending yeah, on who's crowd. listening. It really is dependent upon who's listening and what they play. What Wayne decides to play, yeah. if they performing. I don't know about Fifty's performance, but I know about Wayne's, and that can be <laughs> <laughs> that can be hit or miss. Boy. <laughs> no, that's real shit. Cause I, my first thought was like a lot of Fifty songs didn't age amazing. Like if Fifty drop Amusement Park, I'm born. Oh, yeah. Weren't you born that originally, though? I liked the music part when it first came out. I, I think we gave it. Park. 
I think we gave gave it a pass. We was like, all right, we can rock out with this. Yeah. <laughs> it was for the times, bro. <laughs> now, but fifty dropped some joints that you're not moving past. You're not moving past AO technology. Hell, we gave him a pass on I get money. Yeah, I don't like I get money either. Now, either what? I can't fuck with I get money, bro. I get money wasn't even that hard when it first came out. Let's be real. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, man. I, I, I get it. I run New York. Yeah. I'm you playing. just, nah, that was back when you was doing a little dance that came with it. Doing the yayo deal. Doing the yayo, dog. And you got to shoot some dog. What the fuck? The bars wasn't even high, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro. So that that's my only thing with Fifty. I'm wondering how many of the songs um uh, would sound like damned like shit. Like they played uh that one fifty song on uh Joe Budden shit a couple weeks back, and I was like, bro, this shit sound like I heard it yesterday. Um, what happens if he plays um one of the power intros? <laughs> that's sick. He would do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick though, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's a good, that's a good deep dive for us one week if we don't got nothing to talk about or something like that, or we really can bring it like track by track and and see. Uh, but I don't know even how you solve that. I think we just let legends be legends, man. And the New York got their legend, and New Orleans got their legend. So, uh, what else is going on out here? Did y'all see that uh, J. Cole interview with, uh, I don't know why, but Bob Myers? I saw, and I was like, they just keep giving J. Cole new NBA opportunities like a Make-A-Wish kid, uh, so I didn't click on it. Yeah, he, he was, uh, he sat down, for people that don't know, Bob Myers is the GM of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he has a podcast, and he sat down with J. Cole. Um, as you can tell, my <laughs> my sister's confusion about all of this going on right now. Why does Bob Myers have a, a podcast, and why is J Cole on there? Uh, but uh, during the interview, he was he was saying some good stuff. Like um, he said that he's envious of those who be can be like content with living a simple life, which makes sense when you think about it. Like he says that everyone nowadays is like pushed to be like the super successful version of themselves and if you don't have money or if you don't make a certain amount then you have like this thing like pushing like oh i need to get more i need to do more when people that can be satisfied with the simple life like i just live this job i make 20 30,000 a year but that's fine with me um he's envious of that do you oh, okay Oh, go ahead. My fault. No, I was going to say, do y'all feel like we are pushed to be too successful nowadays? Like nobody's content with just living a simple life or do y'all feel like that's necessary for life? Um, I guess I'm, my question was going to be like, what are we actually defining as the simple life? I, I feel like that's what's tricky. Um... You ever seen that Randy Moss documentary? Mm, I can't say I have. When, yeah, yeah, the thirty for thirty when he was like growing up in West Virginia. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. broke his shit. Yeah, that that's I I would say that's a simple life where you just barely got means enough to to get by, but you you know you ain't dying like starving and about to pass away. Uh, do we know if those people actually enjoy it? That's what I was gonna say. I don't know. 
like I, I guess from the example of like being poor is kind of I don't know if people enjoy like being poor and be like it's just a simple life. Oh mine having thirty thousand where I don't know, I feel like there is like a point but where you do want to have enough, but you don't feel like you need everything. I guess I would classify that as maybe the simple life, but I do feel like you still want to have, you want to be able to know your bills are going to be paid. You can go do what you want to do for entertainment. You can get the food and you might not need to get like, I don't know, a five-star dinner or roof purse or whatever it is every week. But if you can get it every now and then, or you can still just get some regular takeout if you want to. And it's like, it doesn't greatly impact your finances or what you can do. Then that's like, what people strive for in regard to the simple life. I don't know. I don't know if I would consider making 20 K and be like, well, I'm just scratching these pennies together. We're going to eat catfish eight days a week, but we love it. Catfish. <laughs> catfish <man. laughs> this, this might be just a, a completely wrong take, but I feel like people who are content with uh, a certain lifestyle and they don't want to improve or anything, they're usually surrounded by people that have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're surrounded by people who have that same mindset of, hey, I don't, I don't really care. This is all I want. You'll be fine with having that mindset because these are the people that you're around and, and these are the people that you hang out with on the day to day. If you hang out with people that have, you know, aspirations to gain more and and, and obtain more money, it's, it's going to rub off on you as well because these are the people that you interact with, that you frequent to places with. So you're going to kind of want the same thing. So I I feel like it depends on the people that you're around. And also off of that, I will say we got to consider where people are. Um, Might not we might not be where they always have been. So if somebody did get to the point where it's like they don't need too much, like Donna was saying, like it's all very simple. They could have been somewhere like that could have been their point of okay, I'm settled and I'm okay now compared to where they could have been somewhere before where like they didn't have the same luxuries that they do now could be why they're so satisfied with seeing whatever the hard work is. So I think it's still there, but you look at it differently. You have to depend on look at how where you see somebody isn't necessarily where they might've always been. They may might've taken some time or some work to effort to push themselves to get to where they are now, which is still kind of in line with, I guess what he's saying of wanting to always be motivated. Okay. But what, what I would, what I would question that and um, the way both of y'all framed it, especially the way Donna framed it, it seems like it's, it's still like in a negative frame. Like um, if you're hanging around people that don't want to do anything, then that's going to rub off on you and, and vice versa. If you're hanging out with people that's inspired and, you know, striving, that's going to rub off too. In that sense, it seems like that's a negative thing to, to be hanging around with people that don't really inspire to have more when I would push back and argue for their sake that some people are just comfortable with that. Some people mm-hmm. just don't get any value out of having nice cars like having going to fancy dinners. Some people like coming home to a TV dinner with their family and chilling, watching Fucking the Connors or some shit. Okay, what what what, what America are you are you arguing? No, I'm I'm saying some people would argue that. 
no, no. I, I agree. I didn't I didn't mean to frame it in a negative thing. I, I I meant it. I mean, if if that's what you're comfortable with and that what brings happiness to you, I'm I'm all for that. I was just saying like that's how I feel it could work. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way like humans think, we you know, the people that were around, we kind of want to be we kind of want to do the same things they want to do. And and I think that's how it happens. If, if I was around a lot of people that really just enjoyed that life that you said, I could probably end up enjoying that too because I'm around the people that I love and the people that I like. And I don't think, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm. I'm just saying like, it depends on the people that you're around, but there's yeah. no, there's no positive or negative. To, yeah. You know, to okay. And I, yeah, because kind of, I guess how I was saying, like where they are, they could be okay, but it could be a whole bunch of people who you knew had to work their way up to where they are now. And I think at some point we all kind of hope to reach a point of settling in where it's like, I'm comfortable with what I have and like what I'm doing. And you kind of are able to use more of your energy within life, I guess, to be enjoy and find enjoyment and find joy in different things that aren't that don't require creating revenue for yourself to survive. Yeah. yeah. So be having having a having individuals around you who are able to be at that point. Again, I don't I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that's a point that people strive to get to. So that's more of a empowering thing, I guess. For sure. Yeah. And I, I was just saying that because, you know, I could see how somebody can get um you know, especially with with kids and stuff like that, you just tired of the rat race. You tired of trying to constantly go out and get more money. You want to enjoy these things that's happening around you, whether it be having time to go to your kids baseball game or stuff like that, where you just don't want to be out there working all the time and doing all this other shit. It's just like you want to enjoy the, the life that you have. So I'm just trying to give a voice to those type of people. So, um. He also said in the interview that he was smoking cigarettes at six, which is fucking wild, bro. <laughs> and he's he's um he's confused, right? There's 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 no way he was smoking cigarettes at six. No, he said he, he was. He was hang, like the kids he would hang with. I guess his brother was like ten, so his brother was hanging with older kids, and they would just like do it around the neighborhood. He was like the people around the neighborhood knew him as little Jermaine that was smoking cigarettes at six. Yeah, but he made it seem like like he was walking out his mom's house, like going down to stand on the corner with like the older kids, and they were just bumming cigarettes together. And then he would just like walk back in the house as a six year old. And I was like, it sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that, bro. There's and no he way. said he was doing it for a while. Yeah, a six year old addicted to nicotine is you gonna get snatched up by the state. <laughs> he, he lucky. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Myers had me crying because he was like, if I saw a six-year-old in the corner smoking a cigarette, I'd be like, he has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, would you think would you think it's a six-year-old or would you think like a little man? I would first like question, like double take, like, is that a midget smoking smoking uh smoking cigarette? <laughs> then I see this little little kid smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh man, society's <laughs> fucked up right now, bro. That's such a white man response by Mike. <laughs> he has no chance. <laughs> they failed the youth. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I had to look up a picture of J. Cole's mom once I, and then I understood. I was like, yeah. Okay, don't do it. Come on. Hey, well, I'm not dissing his mom. I'm just saying his mom looks like she's very lenient. 
I think I think he said that his mom had drug issues. Oh, okay. She she was addicted to something. Yeah, she he was uh detailing like I guess she has like nine or ten brothers and sisters, so it's hard for her parents to like keep a kind of a check on the household. Uh, which would make sense. So for people to to have a lot of kids, like I can't see, I can see how hard it is to take care of one kid. Like you take care of nine kids and got to make sure they still on the straight and narrow. That's damn near impossible, bro. Yeah. Wait, nine kids? I thought he only had like like two siblings. No, no, no. His his mom has nine brothers and sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, that was an interesting um little interview. Oh, did y'all, did y'all see Money Man's daily schedule? Uh, no. <laughs> he dropped it. Man, this nigga Money Man be live, bro. He's, he was doing an interview. And he uh, he says that every morning he runs 10 miles. And then after he runs the 10 miles, he spends four or five hours at the gun range because he, he doesn't feel like it's manly to let another man take care of him as insecurity. <clears throat> I don't have to go to Money Man's Instagram. Ten miles is a little wild. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing that daily. That nigga ain't running no damn ten miles. <laughs> I'm trying to think how long it must take him to run ten miles. I don't even think we should entertain it. I just thought it was funny that he would go into the gun range for four or five hours. I, that's a long ass time. <laughs> also, that's not like a moving target. That Unless they keep moving the paper around. Listen. <laughs> Four or five hours. That's I, somebody who feels confident because they went to the gun run for four or five hours. I always sometimes feel like I need to see you in action. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga John Wick and shit. Yeah, I need to see how you respond in like a real life situation because it's not the same. Yes. Somebody's like, man, your stomach in your lap in this interview. There ain't no way you run a 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fact. Oh, people so ignorant, bro. Uh,. That's just going on, man. What do y'all What do y'all feel about friend dates, man? Uh, I, I read something this week. They were like, friend dates are important. From time to time, go out with each one of your friends individually to catch up, connect, and have heart-to-heart conversations. Uh, don't always revolve your outings based on group hangouts. Do y'all feel like friend, friend dates are essential or like required activities to re- maintain a relationship? I would agree with that. I think it. I think it all makes sense. Um, I mean, because it might be certain things that you're willing to say, like a in a one-on-one setting, that you are less comfortable saying or speaking on or getting to in a even in a group setting. So, you and you also kind of get a different dynamic and have different conversations when it's just y'all. So I'd agree with that. So, how do you feel like it involves your, the? one-on-one relationship with that person though um i mean again it's like you you have different type of conversations even things that you already might have discussed vaguely you can go a little bit in more depth into because it's just y'all um as opposed to even in like a group setting it's multiple people you might not want to take up the full amount of the floor let's say mm-hmm. um so you might keep specifics brief or you might leave out certain details when now in these kind of different environments you can you have more time because it's just you two. You can go a little bit more. You can ask different questions. Um, so I feel like the it's gonna sound weird. The intimacy of the conversations, discussions, which y'all are doing, it's just a little bit different because it's uninterrupted or there isn't other people around. 
Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Who who pays on the front date? Fam, you just split. Yeah, we friends. Right? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just checking, man. The man in the friendship and shit. The more manly one. Like, hey, I got this. Hey, dog, how much oh. you lifting this week? Well, it depends. It depends. Y'all could y'all could do a little split, but you don't have to. I don't feel like the, it should be like ah, just we just gonna split it or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, I'll tell y'all right now. I'm never paying for both of our shit unless you're like you, you didn't did something at work or some shit that we celebrate. Something that works. <laughs> <laughs> got a promotion. I got you, bro. You've been working hard, dog. No, but yeah, I don't know. I I do think that they, I think that they cool, but I don't think that. Uh, nah, well, okay, the date and going out like it's kind of weird calling it a date, but the going out, I don't think that's necessary. For me to come over and we chopping it up, I think stuff like that is necessary because you build a better rapport with people, with somebody when you're able to hang out and kick it with them one on one, and you know just chop it up. I feel like yeah, the people yeah. you can't do that with are people you're not real friends with. Who you can't have the one on ones with? Yeah. Um. Well, I, one, I think if even if they still come over, that's still they're gonna call it like a somebody would still flip it as y'all had a friend date. Okay, yeah, if you consider it in that a friend date, then okay, I understand. But I was um, thinking more like going out one-on-one and hanging out like that. No, nah, I, feel, I feel like, again, anytime you you have the individualized setting, like you were saying, it's it's different than when it's a group of people. Like you were saying, it gets a little bit more intimate. The discussions are different. Um, I think that is kind of necessary. I feel like you should... I feel like that's that's where you have friend and I don't want to say friend and acquaintance, but like friend and acquaintance, like you were saying, if you don't feel like you can have those things, um, then maybe that's not a friend per se. Mm. But there's nothing crazy. Yeah. So also, I, you don't want to have certain conversations. You know, you you know who to have certain conversations, what kind of conversation you can have with like certain people based on like maybe I don't want to say what kind of advice you're looking for, reaction that you're looking for but those are also variable factors in how you choose to engage with each individual person that you kind of bring around. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, Coco Jones this week was on some talk show. I think she was on Jennifer Hudson's talk show. And she was talking about how her and her friends like medium ugly niggas. Um, why is that a thing for women? Is that Or is that a thing just for both genders? And I'm just like overlooking it because I've never ever said I like medium ugly women. That's not a thing for both genders at all. It's just a women thing. Oh, damn. Since when this become a woman thing? Hold on. You, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> you you felt like you like medium ugly women? No, I'm just saying. Since when do uh, women like medium ugly niggas? Oh, wow, that's I been feel a like for a while. Yeah, is, is it is it like a is it a big thing? Like they prefer them over the fine niggas? Yes. Yeah. Hey, salute, man. <laughs> I feel like it's, medium it's, uglies, man. I feel like it's <laughs> it's because if you've seen as if you've seen as medium ugly. You have to have somewhat of a personality. Like you're not ugly, ugly, 
but maybe you're not like, I don't know. You're not like Instagram fine. You're passable. So uh, you might be even more than passable, but you're just not like, you're not going to have a whole bunch of people like lusting over you. <laughs> Telling me I got to have a personality is making me feel weird. <laughs> Oh, that nigga better be funny. <laughs> if, if, you, you if you medium ugly and you can't do anything like to to engage in the conversation, you can't do anything right. Then no, it's not gonna work. Because I feel like the, I feel like the women feel like the fine niggas just just be attractive and uh, and that's it. Uh, how does that work though? <laughs> like, have y'all went through life? Oh, like, hey man, <laughs> let me get my jokes up. <laughs> I ain't out here killing it with the looks, bro. I ain't out here like fucking. Because I think all of us think we're fairly attractive. Like we, we all, you know, we, we all look nice, but we all say that we not like out here like Shamar Moore. Yeah, I, I know my place. I play it like 2K, man. <laughs> like I got certain sliders. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta turn it up on certain attributes. Like you, you, you have to also look at it from like different. Like it's 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 different tiers, yeah. right? So you could be like if you were uh, a me if you medium ugly but you tall, like you're gonna be looked at as more attractive because mm-hmm. of your height. If you medium ugly and you like under six feet, then you're just gonna be seen as medium ugly. <laughs> so you so you're gonna have to have some sort of like boost. To, to up your rank. You got to get a new badge. Yeah. Screen setter. <laughs> oh, thank you. Know what I'm you gonna have to bring some sauce to make sure you got motion. <laughs> no, I feel that, bro. Like, it's just crazy to think about a nigga working on his jokes because, you know, the looks ain't, looks ain't hitting right now. Hey, man. That's no, honestly, <laughs> see, and I feel like that's what happens a lot when um we know what happens when you have like a a room full of women and you got the, the dude who always does a little too much with the jokes. Yeah. That's, I don't have like real jokes, but I'm trying to be funny because I'm not getting, I'm clearly not, you realize I'm not one of the fine niggas. And also that's kind of, you learn if you are one of the fine niggas, pause, mm. from having real interactions with women. Like you will be in a room when like women enter and you see how they like, spread. It's like, oh damn, okay, I guess I'm fourth today. <laughs> guess I'm fourth guess, today. Guess, guess I'm the fourth most attractive I'm, in here. I'm gonna clean up on the combos. <laughs> yeah, like you just gotta add a little haha. <laughs> you gonna listen to the vulnerabilities and shit? Like, oh damn, he didn't do this. Right? Right. <laughs> Let me get him on that. <laughs> or uh, try to stand up when he say some misogynistic thing. Oh hell no, no, I don't oh, agree man. with that. Uh, uh, uh. You know you Hold can't on. say that, man. <laughs> we need to be standing up for the women. Oh, you got a sister. <laughs> like, ooh, look at how he's standing up for us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man. If you if you feel like your shit, your, your looks ain't look hidden, man. Learn how to dress or tell some jokes, nigga. <laughs> oh yeah, you, the dress is the dress is huge. Yeah, you can't be medium ugly and dress. Can't dress even if you got jokes. You can't. Yeah, you you really gotta come with it. I'm, I'm trying to think of the other attributes you could have. When, when, when you're medium ugly, that like offset it. You su- super smart. Nah. Ooh. Yeah. Knowledge it depends. It depends. Hotel the smart. No, that's that's a negative. <laughs> no, it's some women that that fall yeah, into that. I need my man to be an alpha back. You see him on TikTok all the time doing on IG. I mean TikTok lives. 
Yeah, but those are good women because you know to stay away from them. (laughs) (laughs) But part of me really does want to, like, if I want to get lazy, just fall into that bag where, you know, you you just on that wave where you just on some alpha shit and then you just get women to follow you because you're alpha. (laughs) Follow my command. <laughs> no, I order for her. <laughs> no, she, I'll order for her. She'll I do the like, tip pour. Like, I don't know why. In my mind, I feel like dudes like that always lead their families into poverty. <laughs> no real shit. <laughs> they don't know what they do. Yeah, they, they just do whatever. <laughs> the thing is, when they be wrong, they will never say they wrong. So they just gonna keep leading you in the wrong direction. <laughs> Freestyling life and shit. Honestly, yeah, I can see. Way before we, they're used to you just be able to pinpoint more of those uh, those people when before Google Maps and Apple Maps. Because I, I know I know on them road trips we would be like we should just pull over try to get some directions like nah it's up here somewhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then y'all drive 30, 45 more miles in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's wild to think about. We used to take directions from a fucking printout of paper, bro. You know how lost I would be now if I tried to print out some yeah. directions. Damn. I think about that all the time, just even like walking downtown. Like, <laughs> what were people doing back then? And it's not even the fact, it's not even like the printout. It's when, if you get lost. Yeah. Like, say you just miss one stop, then it's like, how do I turn around and like figure this shit out? It ain't no reroute. <laughs> you yeah. miss one step, you're done. Yeah, I remember going on trips with my pops, and whenever we got lost, we just start asking random people on the street how to get such and such. And we just <laughs> had to remember it. Like, how do you get to the state baseball stadium? Like, oh, you just got to go. Well, you just have to be an expert navigator, bro. <laughs> and that's crazy because you have to trust that they knew what they were talking about. Yeah, that's because you asked me, I'm gonna send you clean the fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, if you ask them, so they start off with, ah, <laughs> oh no, fuck it, <laughs> just drive off. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, you don't know what the fuck you talking about. But yeah, man. Uh, Where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga sent me to New Orleans and shit. Like, what the fuck? How you <laughs> Man, I still hate Queen and Slip for having them drive from Ohio to New Orleans. It just. <coughs> what a bad movie that was. Yeah, it's so many bad things with that. They having sex while this kid getting smoked. <laughs> oh my God, that shit was terrible, bro. What what is Lena Waithe doing nowadays? Is this, is the shot coming back on or no? Is it cap? No, it's coming back. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I hate when I get so far into a show that I can't stop watching it. Yeah, but that's honestly, I'm I've I've started to get a little better with like releasing myself from that chokehold though. I'm trying to. What show you stop? Um, damn, what show did I stop? It might have been a Showtime show. It's been a few that every now and then I'm like, I just don't want to return to this season. Mm. And I just, I just, I just be okay with it. No, I, it's a few shows like that. I, I got in my list. Um, hey, y'all, y'all need to stop working out, man. I don't know how, how hard y'all going on your workouts, but Lucas Sabbath said niggas need to stop working out because you can't dress if you, if you super swole. I mean, from a dressing perspective, I'm assuming he's kind of right. Yeah. Like some of the some of the some of the off the rack fashion stuff isn't really meant for buffness, and if you have to, I'm assuming go a size up to fit, it's going to change how the shirt is supposed to fit. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of a super swole nigga that can dress. Um, can a rock dress? <laughs> no, I'm gonna just assume no. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's be my assumption too. Uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is kind of swole up. That nigga can dress. Yeah, I guess that's. Um, John Majors, we're not gonna put him in the, the list. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about him. But yeah. Also, I guess you got to think about regular folk. Like, yeah. when, if, you, if you talk about like the Hollywood folk, then they probably getting everything like tailored, so it looks different. Look better, yeah, yeah. If, who, who who's grabbing something off of Marshalls, right? Yeah, and it, I think when we think of the super swole niggas, we think of niggas like always in athletic gear. And they spend so much time working out, they don't really got time to get fit. So, so I kind of agree with it to a certain point, but I just don't like Lucas Habit. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. He has an air of arrogance <laughs> that I don't like. Nah, nah, as I long as you em- embrace the hate, then that's okay. What, what does that nigga do now? Is he still on? Is Gronish still a thing? No, he's uh. Well, it is still a thing, and I think he actually makes guest appearance from time to time. I haven't watched you know what? It recently. That's that's one of the shows that I've semi released myself from Gronish. Yeah, I, I put that. I have like three lists: the one that I'm currently watching, one that I wait to the end of the season to binge, and ones that I'm done with. That's in the middle. That's mm. the one that I just wait to the end of the season to binge. Uh, but yeah, he makes guest appearances on there, and I think he's like a fashion advisor, the fashionista, in- influencer kind of thing. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what, 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 what do y'all feel? Did y'all get Drake tickets? I didn't even try. No, okay. Yeah. Um, how do y'all feel? Uh, like, what do y'all feel like we can do about Ticketmaster? I know that everybody's been trying to get tickets or have got tickets for like the Beyonce concerts, uh, this Drake concert coming up. Um, and notice like how crazy the fees are. Like sometimes the fees could be, um, as much as the as ticket much used as to t- be. Yeah, yeah. Like I paid. I think my ticket for the McDonald's shit was forty. The fees was like 30 or something like that or, or mm-hmm. 27 or some shit I'm like that's damn near the, the whole ticket bro yes, so is there anything that we can do about Ticketmaster um, outside of just boycotting buying tickets through, through the platform no I actually was watching like a, a YouTube video on this um, Ticketmaster and Live Nation had like a merger or something like that I'm gonna mess it up they had like some sort of merger and so Ticketmaster is like the official uh, ticket seller of all the Live Nation venues. So if an artist are signed to Live Nation, they have to go through Ticketmaster. So it's almost like it's not a monopoly. It's, it's something close to it. It should be illegal. They're trying to break it up, but they can't. But no, there's nothing we can do about it, unfortunately. This shit is crazy because they just sued Ticketmaster. I guess they gouging the tickets about like $300. Like they just name in certain areas like premium, even if they like 300 level and stuff like that. And it just seems like this shit is ridiculous, bro. Like you can't enjoy anything anymore. Like event wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nasty. I mean, you have to hope that you, the artists that you were using I, on this thing that I was watching, it was saying that artists who don't want to deal with, cause some artists are frustrated with Ticketmaster as well. Mm. Um, Artists who don't want to use Ticketmaster can't use a Live Nation venue, so they have to use um, people secondary. who like not even secondary. They have to use people who use them like AXS. Um, 
and I can't remember what like the other site was. Um, it's another one. More, it's another one. It's a little bit well known, but like those venues are relatively smaller, so they hold less people, um, which also factors in how much revenue that they can bring in. But it's also one of those things where, like, do you want to have your tickets be more affordable, or do you want to have your fans be stuck with all these fees and things like that? So there was also there was a band who wasn't like rap. It was a different band who had just started performing all smaller venues that weren't Ticketmaster because they were so upset with Ticketmaster and their pricing and their ways that they just took that route instead, but eventually ended up having to go back to larger venues with Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's like a, a lose-lose for us, a win-win for them. Um, and it, it is, like I said, it's just hard to enjoy shit if you, you know, they finesse like that, like, because some of these fees are crazy. Like, yeah. I've seen some of the Beyonce fees. They paying twelve, fourteen hundred dollars for tickets, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 bad. I don't I don't. There's I, yeah. It's unfortunate. There's nothing that can happen. I mean, other the only thing that can happen is more people build. We get larger venues, or these other companies try to work together, have another merger, but. Ticketmaster and Live Nation and have hold some of the biggest venues out here. So this is gonna make it a little bit more difficult. Mm. This this is this could be a quick one. Um I'm a hundred percent supporting Troy Ave in his kicker nigga while <laughs> down. Wait, I'm loving this. You can't drop a, a test of, after you testify on a nigga, you can't drop a diss to the shit, bro. You can't. <laughs> on the court steps, that's hard. And that song actually not bad. No, it wasn't a bad song. I ain't gonna stop with you. Yeah, but you can't testify. Cause I mean, is uh taxes is tax gonna get out soon? Uh, for his first charge, I think he was slated to get out in like a couple years, but now after this manslaughter charge, he, I think he's cooked. Well, how much time? Because he the manslaughter was a lesser charge than like the second degree murder, and I know he's already been in for like five six years. Yeah, but I think you get a twenty. I think you get a twenty piece for manslaughter, don't you? It was it was manslaughter in the first degree. Yeah. And he got and uh, he got uh, charged with uh, bringing the weapon in. Mm-hmm. I think there was like another charge, like a I think aggravated assault mm-hmm. was added. Th- those will probably run concurrently though. But yeah, still, it, I, I can see them putting twenty years on him. Yeah, I don't know. You can get up to twenty. I don't know. They and they got the time served, so it's, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe like fifteen. Yeah, maybe add on another ten, seven if seven or six if he the behavior type shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, um, this has been like the I don't I can't even compare. This is like New York's trial of the century. Like, <laughs> I don't never say really this know is a trial of the century. <laughs> but I never really know all the details. But every time somebody from New York is in an interview and they bring up Irvin Plaza, it's like this big ass thing. Like I, I feel like this is their shit. That just been troubling them for years. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know how this trial is just happening. Like that nigga been in jail for like you said, like five or six years. Like these niggas just now selling this shit. Hey, takes forever, man. Yeah. Prayers. Um, this is for Henry. Did y'all see this that Lizzo tweet? The would you rather? No, what you Um, would you rather have a partner that checks people out when y'all are in public but never watches porn? 
or have a partner that is addicted to porn but never checks people out in public. I don't care about checking people out in public. Like, I know you you're human. You're gonna like other people and find other people. Okay, no, no. <laughs> Noticing people are attractive and checking people out are two different things. See, yeah, if it's ogling these motherfuckers like whoa, like making like fucking wolf noises and shit. Like, mm. what's she you, doing? You, you hear it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> My man ain't got it like that. Like, okay. is she doing shit like that, <laughs> or just looking? Uh, I'm gonna figure it's like some type of fawning. All right, of course I don't want my woman to be doing no shit like that. But just like I like, if I see a a, a thick woman or some shit, I'm gonna look like if she see an attractive dude. Like, all right. Like she take a glance, no. not like staring. Like, damn. Okay, what if you, if you, so would you prefer her? Was it uh, when she that she, when she checks people out, it's a long stare and like, mm, or something. <laughs> what's these long. noises? What's these prince noises? I don't want my girl making little prince noises. <laughs> <laughs> so would you prefer she do that and never watch porn, or is addicted to porn but never does the? Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna take the porn thing over that then. You're taking addicted to porn? Yes, uh, uh, easily. That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm I'm trying to... Because I feel like addicted to porn for women. I don't know how crazy they'll get. I mean, I'm assuming they're still going to be watching it at, like, the weird times of the day, you would think. I think I'm okay with that. And if you're addicted, you start getting into some weird stuff. Like, if you're watching porn every day, you your palate starts to deepen yeah, okay but you wouldn't be okay if you were like y'all were going to dinner and she was like sneaking watching porn under the table at dinner that's uh, what well, that's scary yeah you're doing too much but, like, but i'm also like turned addiction. on you were okay <laughs> we had <laughs> olive garden and she just she just busting out the pinot under the table you would be turned on Hand me the breadsticks If this If this was Hand me the breadsticks Okay Imagine this was the fifth time That she did this When y'all went out uh-huh. And like she keeps getting called By like the waiters Okay if, if We getting kicked out Of the establishment <laughs> That's addiction <laughs> She fighting demons I'm sorry sir She's battling demons She just Yeah You need more help Than I can give you If we getting kicked out And we like banned From multiple restaurants Around the city Yeah that's great Yeah Oh shit Brian coming back today Well he's questionable I seen that That's I don't know <laughs> I don't know what is happening <laughs> Over these past days This nigga went from Doubtful to questionable In a matter of 24 hours Put him in a Goku chamber man Hey, he he want to beat the fuck out of Pat Bev. I salute that shit. Let's go. <laughs> hey man, you gotta admit Pat Bev been having the team decent, bro. I ain't admitting shit. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't watched the game from one of them niggas since. Hey know. man, they on the uh, they was on the longest winning streak in the Eastern Conference until they lost to Wilson. Man. I appreciate his consistency though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they playing them. They play them back to back, right? Yeah. The Lakers. Oh yeah. Uh, Nick Cannon regrets not having kids with Christina Milian. Can he say? Can, can he say that? <laughs> yes, he's single. No, right? you can't say that. I don't think Why? you could say I regret not having kids with a woman. Why? Yeah. It's a little wild to say. Yeah. I, I could say I, I regret not marrying her. I regret not 
you know, making things work with her. I don't think not having kids can you could say that. Oh, I, I think, think it's also say- weirder because it's Nick Cannon, so yeah. you know he just like he would just want just it's not like a relationship. He would just want her to like have his kid. Yeah. He has a kid fetish. Yeah, that nigga has a breeding kink, bro. <laughs> Like look, look, like a weird one. Look at how she looks now. I wish she would be the mother to my child. That's one seed I wanted to <laughs> sprout. <laughs> you know, that's that is crazy. I, I feel like if it wasn't Nick Cannon, that's okay to say. Uh it's not it's not okay to say out loud. You can't have it on record. Like that's okay. Because what if it's like they you saw the mother potential in them when y'all were together? Nigga still in my flow, bar for bar, word for word. <laughs> I think it's a thing. As a man, it's something you can think, but you shouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, y'all, yeah. Do y'all think about that when y'all first meet it? Not like first meet a chick, but when y'all contemplating like dating a chick, like oh, she'll make a good mother. <laughs> I feel like not at first, because I, I feel like it, it depends on what, where your mindset is. Because some people don't even have the mindset of having kids in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really starts with them as a partner. I think, like, if you start trying to gauge what their partner qualities are, and that they have decent partner qualities, then it's like, all right, you could this transfer over, or could it not? And if it couldn't, then it's like, then maybe it's not even decent for right now. How's that broken down though? Like, what's the priority there? Is like sex on that list? Is like just being caring person and being able to spend time with that person, being a parent, like how is that broken down in, in order of priority? I think it depends on the person. Mm, okay. That's I'm the biggest think, thing. I'm trying to think of my priorities. I think caring is definitely gotta be yeah. number one. Yeah. And nurture is in the uh the best word because I feel like that's like a parent type relationship. But like what do you mean by caring? Like you want somebody that's gonna look have your back just like you have their back and shit like that? Yeah. Um, thoughtfulness. Yeah. Is would fall under caring. Checking on me, checking on my mental. Check, or also the people, not just me, the how do you handle or manage the people that are around you that you say you care about? Mm-hmm. Like what? What are you doing to show up for them? Like what can I see that you're doing? That's like okay, I can, I can see that this person knows how to be there for somebody, and they know how to be compassionate and do all X, Y, Z. Can be selfless. I think selflessness is a thing as well. Okay. Now all these things fall in order to me as well. Um, definitely caring. Like if I if you. You know, you want to pursue something long term with somebody. You definitely want somebody that's, that cares about you a lot, and you know that you feel like you can go through life with. So that makes sense. I saw somebody uh put on Twitter. You know a uh, you know a man about to stop liking you when they start emphasizing they got a lot going on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, nah, don't do that, man. Because sometimes it is a lot going on. <laughs> That shit had me crying because no, that that is an excuse that a lot of niggas use. Like when they start saying, "Oh man, I just got a whole bunch of going. My bad, I didn't text you. I got a lot going on." Right oh now. yeah, yeah. All right, is it an excuse or do it be real? It's real, Some... but niggas use that to get out of a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, because I mean, 
I don't want to say it does work. You just have to do it correctly. Yeah, nobody gonna be like, oh no, you don't. Like, you be all about me. <laughs> She's just gonna be like, oh okay, I see. He got stuff you need to work on. So it's you. Yeah, don't say you battling demons. <laughs> nah, that's why. I just got. I'm just battling demons right now. I can't. <laughs> Trying to fix things in my life. Uh, you, know, you know the trauma. <laughs> Are y'all here for Angela White's uh, <laughs> transformation? Ooh, this sounds. Is that a porn star? This is Black China. Oh, uh, her transform. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dissolving her fillers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, she been looking decent. Mm-hmm. Good for her. She been looking like she looks better. I saw a yeah. picture. She looked actually pretty. high She's looking a lot. Like it's not like just her face. Like I don't know. She just seems like a. That's gonna sound weird. She seems like a better person than but through pictures. <laughs> <as well. laughs> <laughs> the shit around her mental. The evil is in the silicone. The fill is gone. Like she got her mind back. <laughs> her neurons firing off. Like, like, uh, like so they got rid of symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> like Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Black uh, Angela White, man. She wants us to start calling Angela White, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, 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 you that request. What's the loop? Oh yeah, it seems like her and uh, Alexis Scott on the same kind of wave, man. They, uh, I know Alexis Scott getting her uh, evangelist back. Um, what? Yeah, you ain't know she like a super religious person though. Yeah, I've, I've seen not. that. Yeah, she, like she be on IG like preaching, kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of. Like live, like Instagram live sermon. Uh, not like that, but like just putting up scriptures and doing all types of holy type stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, Angela White seems to be in the same type of bag. Uh, she's Stop got, calling her. <laughs> what? That's what she want me to call her. <laughs> You know, that's the first step. Get cleansed and you know, as a nigga that's been baptized six times, I kn- I know how to how the process goes. Have you really been baptized six times? I have been baptized six times. <laughs> you definitely you definitely said I'm fighting demons. <laughs> None of them was like after I did some like crazy shit, but it was like I did them all in a row when I was little. Because okay. if if you was if you Wanted to get baptized, you can go to Lake Geneva and play a softball game, and they had like little rides and stuff. So I always signed up to get baptized. So <laughs> you got baptized to go to Lake Geneva? What? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> so. Yo, no, people gotta look into that, man. They baptize the kids just so they can go on rides. <laughs> what was really going on? Ew, I felt great, bro. After I got baptized, hit, hit the little, you know, softball game. I was hitting above average, bro. My average went up at least 100 points. <laughs> Getting baptized for the warm-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me my usual spot. Are you back again? <laughs> what you doing in the streets, man? Uh, But yeah, man. So salute to them on their journey, man. I'm hoping that uh, it seems like maybe just a kick off like a natural movement. I don't know. I, I would hope so, bro, because I'm all for the natural women, bro. Yeah, 
I ain't got no problem with the little booty. <laughs> For real, bro. <laughs> you can do some damage with that thing. Okay. Yeah. Just be healthy. I say you could that, do man. some damage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, Cameron Sports Show. If he gets some better production value, it might be the best thing on on uh media right now. <laughs> I still gotta watch. Bro, when he was talking about Tom Brady and Giselle, I was in tears crying, bro. He called, for some, some reason he called Giselle a hoe. And then Mace, no, the, the girl that he was like co-hosting with, she was like, hey, why she gotta be a hoe, man? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm calling her a hoe because she fucking up what I want to see. <laughs> uh-huh. I still want to see Tom Brady, but he, she fucking that up right now. <laughs> I was in tears, bro. Everybody loves illogical sports sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So I gotta watch that. I, I seen Cam with uh, Diddy, so maybe Diddy might be working on some shit. Oh yeah, that'd be decent. Show. Put it on a if he buy BET, put that shit on BET or some shit. Get canceled oh, the yeah. first week. <laughs> you know they would bring a uh, what was that dude? Rob Parker? No, fab. Fab. If they bring Rob Parker to argue with him, <laughs> no, that that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Hey man, fuck undisputed. <laughs> That's my new undisputed. Right there. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, Judge Joe Brown is threatening to sue Shirley Ralph for insinuating that he was the one that um, shoved his tongue down her throat at uh, like a, a meeting or a gala or some shit. Um, while she didn't say his name, so this is like some guilty conscious shit speaking. Uh, I don't know what's going on here, but I can see Judge Joe Brown doing some shit like this. Oh, oh, allegedly, yeah. absolutely allegedly. Mm. But she she did kind of like insinuate him a little because she immediately said not uh, Judge Mathis. Yeah. And wait, so, okay, so what did, what were what was her insinuating statement? That a TV like, judge uh, grabbed her at like one of these little industry events and shoved his tongue down, like by the back of her neck, and shoved his tongue down her throat. Oh damn! And nobody thought Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh wait, hold on! Come on, this was in the past, dog. This <laughs> he is a TV judge, though. <laughs> he wasn't a TV judge years ago. I don't, but she didn't say. When. But she didn't. Yeah, she didn't say when, though. I, I could have. Um, we not putting that on Steve. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I feel like the fact that Judge Joe Brown jumped out the window when she didn't say his name kind of just shows like who, who it is, like allegedly. Oh, uh, yeah. but. Yeah, like I said, we talked about Judge O'Brien. Like he's his mentor was like Ike Turner or some shit. Like he, that nigga's wild. Um, it's this digital afterlife documentary on Vice. I, I suggest checking out. It's only like twenty minutes. Um, just talking about like the the future of afterlife technology. And um, it was this woman on there whose husband was like a famous comedian, passed away, and they're setting up like this AI system where you can talk to the husband. Um, mm-hmm. Every day you get like a voicemail from him. Like they, they modulate his voice from different like recordings and stuff like that, and they send you a, a message every day from them. It sounded weird. I'm gonna give you a heads up, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want that. Um, and then in Korea, they they kind of documented how Korea has this VR headset where you can see deceased loved ones from like a um, a virtual reality type perspective. Like you can go up to them and touch them and stuff like that in VR. How do y'all feel about this technology? 
It makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't want to be seeing dead relatives through VR. I feel like we've seen movies where stuff like this don't work out. I, uh, a part of me makes me feel like this kind of uh, interrupts the natural process of grief. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you hold on to... I don't know. It's, it, it's tough because you, you definitely want to hold on to people that you lost because you, you always will. These are people that were that you care for, that you love, that was in your life for a long time. But I also feel like there's a point where you need to like just just understand that where they are and, and kind of let that go so that you can, you know, continue life. When you see them in the VR, can they like talk to you? No, they just stay. Well, from the clip I saw, there was a Korean lady. Uh, she put the VR headset and saw the her child that passed away, and it was just like a kind of like a you know just a VR representation of her child. And she like walked up to her and was like crying and like I missed you so much and stuff like that. So it was touching, but um, like you guys are saying, I I think that grief is a part of the cycle of life, like. Um, I saw a video recently of this dude. He has a TikTok of him and his two dogs. One of the dogs passed away, and the other dog is just like moping around the house, won't eat for days and stuff like that. Now, eventually, I'm sure the dog will, you know, not forget about it, but move on and eat. But it shows like you can't stay in that grief forever because, I mean, if that dog doesn't eat again, he's gonna die. Mm hmm. Part of life is, you know, dealing with that grief and moving past that grief. And, you know, it's just part of the cycle of life. Staying in that grief or staying, it, not even that grief, because at that point you have like, when the lady was talking to her husband, she's keeping this notion alive that he's somewhat still here. Uh, which I understand it because everybody hopes to have that connection still here on Earth. But not moving past it, I think, does more detriment than than good. Because yeah. grieving is one of those things. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was going to say grieving is one of those things that we we think of it as kind of a everybody gets it, but grieving kind of is a luxury. Like the things that force us to make us feel like we can't or we shouldn't grieve is because it's like if you are grieving too long, then that can affect like how you work and your job and your ability to provide for yourself and things of that nature where it's like you kind of have to force yourself to keep going because you don't want to get caught up so much in this grief that it affects your regular day-to-day life. While some people, I guess, have that luxury to extendedly grieve and not have to worry about themselves or uh, I guess not worry about themselves, but get back into a routine extremely fast. I was just going to say, like, if say something happens to that technology and it's it's just not there anymore, you kind of have to go through the same process of losing someone all over again. Yeah. So it's like, I, it, I don't know if it's really helping. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a temporary fix, but it's not it's it's not something that you would want to for the long run. 
Yeah, and we've seen things go sideways on these AI networks. Like, I don't know if y'all seen that story about uh, that one chatbot that they created, like the AI chatbot that you can, like, create, like, spouses and stuff. I guess this man was, he asked his wife, I guess his wife is sick or whatever. He asked his wife, can he make one of these chat boxes as, like, a second spouse? He did, and then the, the network said that they were taking all freaky capabilities out. So they got rid of that, and he's, like, up in arms, like, protesting the What's the name? Because now he can't do freaky things with that AI chatbot. <laughs> so these things can go extremely left, bro. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck he was doing, man. Yeah, man. People get really wild with these little freaky AI things, bro. Man, the future is crazy with these. So, uh, I think my last question to y'all would be, I don't know if y'all saw this interview on Breakfast Club when they had this psychotherapist on, um, Elliot Connie. Um, he was describing how kids should voice their opinion and like he used disrespect their parents more, but I think he meant more like talk back to their parents while growing up just so they can learn confidence and have their own voice. What do y'all feel on that topic? Do y'all are y'all cool with y'all kids talking back to y'all? And um, what you know? Do you understand it as they are finding their own voice and not just going with whatever you tell them to do? I feel like there's a way to do it. I feel like you could. I think when we think of talk back, we think like I go back to just being disrespectful. And I think that's like how my parents will look at it. Like if you talking back after I tell you to do something and then you come back at me with some with something. But if you have like if, if they have like a reason or they have a question of something, I feel like that that's OK. Because because yeah. parents are right all the time. <laughs> we You know what I'm saying? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to be you. You might even talk to them wrong just because they're your kid. You still have to talk to them in a, you know, in a correct way. See, before um, you go, okay. I, I want to get a follow up on Donna. What if the question just is why? What if they don't know why? <sighs> Most parents take that as disrespect. Yeah, they do. And that's that's a situational thing, too, because sometimes they know what the why is. Like, I don't even like you you're just saying why because you're upset that you have to do it, but you know what it is. OK. All right. My bad. Sis. No, it's cool. And I, I, get, I was going to start with saying, look at, I guess, what we're saying as talk back is and that's kind of where things start. I mean, we kind of were, I guess, brought up in a sense where asking why or countering at countering with questions to being told something was looked at as talking back when I think it's. It makes it's just natural and, you know, naturally being inquisitive. If you don't know, you kind of want to know why and getting being to, nobody really wants to do anything or be told to do something without explanation, especially when they feel like they're capable of providing some input, um, making a decision on their own, or maybe they don't agree with what they're being told to do. Getting some of that context is helpful. Um so I think as parents, it has to just kind of be looked at as you can't just say what you want to say and not have to, I guess, feel like you're going to have to respond. I think part of the problem is sometimes like Dawn was saying, you even the parent may know the why and they feel like it's not their kid's place to kind of know or be told. So I think at that point you have to figure out how can I 
remix this why or give some sort of explanation, but also it's also can be exhausting to always have to explain why. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's also on the parents to find some type of way to encourage their kid to ask questions and be inquisitive, but also it doesn't have to kind of be like a combative back and forth. I think it should be the goal. Yeah, because I, I think this on um, the parents just to to get across to their kid that always having to put this energy and going back and forth with you is is going to frustrate me. And that's going to make me react negatively. So <laughs> you should know that if you continuously asking me why I have to do stuff, it has to be a like it has to be something where the kid can go back and realize that it's because they say so. Well, I think if I think if it even just starts where if the kid asks why and you give an explanation, it helps to establish a cadence where they get more comfortable and uh, getting that sense of understanding behind hopefully what your decision making is and why you're doing something and why you're choosing to go along with it. And you would hope that over time it becomes less to an extent combative. Like, yeah, I do understand if you the kid just keeps asking why and you don't give an answer it's going to get frustrating if they keep asking why, but if you kind of give them an answer and they say, Oh, okay, I get it. Then, you know, okay, if they ask, I can just tell them, like, as long as I give them an answer, they'll be comfortable with it and we can continue to move forward. It won't really become a hiccup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some situations, I'm going to give you that explanation once. And if, if you question me why again, I, I might go crazy. <laughs> like, if, like if I say clean your room and you say, why? No, I'm, I'm about to hang you on this. <laughs> hang you on this door. It's also <laughs> weird. Fuck the room up more so you can clean it. And um, it's also weird because as parents, you also have things that are going on that the kid not, might not like be aware of. So you might not always have the best temperament either. Which yeah. is also something to consider. Like you might have the best intention, but like again, you had a shitty work day, and the last thing that you want to hear is why. Yeah, that kind of goes back to the uh, what's that show that we're watching? No, love, love is blind. Shit, it was one the nigga on there that was like crying about his uh his dad. I guess he was doing homework or some shit, and he wasn't getting the problems right. And his dad told him he was gonna be a bum on the corner or some shit. Oh my God. Yeah, he was like, I'll be begging for change, and I won't give you a dollar. I was like, that's a kind of a normal like parent thing when they get frustrated, they just say whatever, bro. Like, no, that's not. First off, I thought he made that up because for your parent to say you're gonna be a bum begging for change, and I'm not gonna give you a dollar. As a fifth grader, it's nuts. Yeah, but what was underrated was she was like, I would have gave you a dollar. Yeah, I know. I would have been dying, bro. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't laugh at that, bro. I would have been crying. That just meant like I would have give you a dollar and kept going. Yeah. Oh, I would man. give you a dollar. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I just see it as that, like, but I just don't, I don't want like regular parental faults. Like, say I was his dad, I would be very embarrassed to be put out like that on national TV. Just because of something I said, maybe in frustration or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and it's all in full context. But is all embarrassment bad? Like, it, what you did was wrong. Saying that was wrong. So you're embarrassed because people don't agree with the only reason he would be embarrassed because people don't agree no it's just because i feel like it's a a spectrum for stuff that 
I should be shamed on national TV for. If I wasn't there, if I was on some weird pervy shit, if I like some shit that is like of a crazy degree, I understand airing him out on national TV. If you using this, me calling, (laughs) saying that you was going to be a bum on the streets for not getting your homework right or some shit like that. I don't feel like that's necessary for you to be telling my business or our business on TV. I feel like in this context, I would shoot at bail just because it is something to that. I guess that is something of a conversation when you're trying to get to know somebody like that. Those type of instances and interactions shape you. Mm. And it seemed like it was something that was memorable enough for him to pinpoint specifically. So if it had a negative effect on him and it's something that he's using to um, as a driver for himself in the future, I feel like as him speaking to a potential partner, it kind of makes sense to provide them with some context of where he's coming from with the specific thing. Okay. If you were dead and you just like, at this point you have to, you shouldn't really feel embarrassed. If you are embarrassed, you should, because you should feel like I should have done better. Or you feel bad because you didn't do better. And that should lead to a different conversation, which we would hopefully follow with like an apology. And maybe like, you don't understand everything that I had going on. And regardless of that, like it shouldn't have happened. But I think in the context of what's going on, it kind of makes sense. Okay. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, Black dropped his, what, his third album? Uh, third? Yeah, I think it's third. Yeah. Um, it was called Since I Have a Lover. Yes, yeah, Since I Have a Lover. What, y- what y'all think about it? Uh, I, I I don't know. Too good. Not sound too good. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. That's like I feel like for me listening to it. Um, before I really thought that people were more excited about black and black had maybe a bigger, larger reach and fan base than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, upon Friday, Saturday, I didn't really see much discussion of the album, which surprised me a little bit. Um, and then listening to the album, I kept thinking about how you were saying last week, like this has to be the one that he shows up mm-hmm. and listening to it. I didn't, I didn't like feeling the pressure. Like he has one of these has to start hitting, but I didn't feel like they were hitting. So I just felt very indifferent on this, this project. Okay. I, I liked a, a good amount. I, I liked a decent amount of songs on here. Um, I don't know. I think when he dropped since I have a lover the song, I was I was expecting him to kind of go in a different way with his sound and it seems like it was a mixture like on, on this album where it was he, he kind of stayed in the same type vibe but then he he branched out on a couple of them. Um I don't know. This is just, it's, I think it's good. It's, it's nothing crazy. I, 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 I didn't, you know, it's definitely not one of his best. I wouldn't put it above the last two, but I did walk away with some songs that I'm going to keep playing. I think that song with Don is real good. Um, 
Was that Wale at the end of one of them songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I, I really like that song. And Wale, you need to do a whole album like that, man. But it'll probably never happen. Um, but he got some. He got some joints on here. It's just, it's, it's nothing too wild. I don't, I don't really have like a crazy take on it. I, I thought it was just, it was just cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm more leaning towards this take. Uh, that, and that, I, it, it was just there. Like I, the thing was like when I listened to it, I was doing some other stuff. So I, you know, I got it on in the background and just looking for songs to take out and shit. And not, I really didn't take out a lot, but um, it just passed. Like it, the album just passed, and I after I looked up, I was like on the 16th song. And I was like, okay, well, nothing really stood out um, to me really. Um, so yeah, it, I'm not gonna say it was bad, but it, it's just it's just an album, I guess. It's just something to continue the run, I guess. Not even a run, but the discography. <laughs> so, mm. uh, like, like I like the Don song, like you said, um, and it's other songs that it's okay, but nothing. I had to listen to it like three times because every time I, I was like, "Am I not paying attention enough to the, this album?" And then I have to run it back again, and I did it like I said, like three or four times. So, um, uh, yeah, that's subpar album to me. Not. Mm. Super bad, but it, at this point, you gotta take a step. Yeah, I don't even know if that's possible with his sound and his voice. I don't know, like what what would be the next step? Um, because I'm 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 looking. I'm like, if we look at uh, what's his last album called? Uh, East Atlanta Love Letter. It's mm-hmm. songs on there like East Atlanta Love Letter, the song Pretty Little Fears, uh, Switch. Those are step big steps, especially Switch. Yeah, and it's just like those those are so you know it's there. The songwriting ability is there. It's mm-hmm. just like where was that on this album? Yeah, I think he had a couple of them on it. Like the ones you said, or it, a few more. Uh, talk back was is kind of like that. What was the other one? Uh, uh, damn, damn, damn. Does he should be producing that. like a full album of like on the ways type of energy to make the next step? I I think if you have three, if you have three very good songs on that last Eastlander love letter. It should be at least three on this one where you can point to like we if I say those three, we all know what they sound like. We're probably gonna be playing them on years to come. That I don't think, and this is my opinion, I don't think there's none on this album that we're gonna be playing in years to come. And we can point to the saying that was a standout from this album. We can say mm-hmm. that good songs from this album. But no standouts. That if we go to a, a black concert in twenty twenty nine or twenty thirty, we gonna be waiting to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's that was my only issue. Um. Any other thoughts on album? No. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna go through the music so I can record the evergreen different on a different um track than than uh what's the name because. If I had to separate it, it's going to take way too long. All right. Uh, oh, oh, anybody listen to O3 Greedo album? 
Didn't bother. Hey man, check out O three Greedo, man. That nigga got some shit. Uh, I I haven't listened to it yet, but I definitely that's definitely on my list. It is called uh, halfway there. Yeah, damn, it's thirty three songs on this bitch. That nigga been in prison for like five years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he got some shit to tuck. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> shit to no. get off his chest. <laughs> Uh, JPEG is it JPEG Mafia or JPEG Mafia? <laughs> JPEG Mafia. Uh, I think it is JPEG Mafia. JPEG Mafia. Okay. Yeah. Well, they dropped an album uh, with somebody called Scaring the Holes. Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Yeah, that's some Scaring the Holes music again, just off the, the artist. <laughs> Anybody check that out? Yeah, I listened to like a couple tracks, and that, that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So scared yes. for real. Yeah, no, I was scared. I almost felt the way because it was scaring me. So <laughs> if you was I didn't know what they was, I didn't know what they was trying to say. But yeah, no, it's it's not for me, man. And I, I've been seeing a lot about JPEG Mafia, but I just can't get into his shit. The same nigga getting old. <laughs> Maybe I guess I, I know he's known a lot for his production, but it's it, it's just not my type of shit. It's, it's too loud. <laughs> it's just out of control. But mm-hmm. uh, we got a Hit Boy album uh, called Surfer Drown. I need Hit Boy to stop rapping, but it, it was some okay songs on here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad, actually. Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty solid. Uh, we got a couple singles: NLE Chopper with Lil Wayne. I didn't like it, but people were raving over the Lil Wayne um, verse. Man, that's. <laughs> That song, that song was. That song was. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that song. Like that song upset way? me. You said what? In a bad way. Yeah. Okay. Like Wayne's verse or just the whole song? Just the whole song. It it all honestly it all started for personal reasons. Like this was Friday, and then. My girl came talking about, oh, can you play some Anna Lee Chopper? And I was confused. Oh, like, wait, I was, what? I've been walking to the crib talking about, can you play some Anna Lee Chopper? And I was like, oh, I heard the new song with Wayne. And I hadn't listened to it, but when I heard it, I was like, okay, don't ever walk in as for Anna Lee Chopper off of this. No, no yeah, you got to start with the Wayne. <laughs> that would make me furious, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, we, I can't, I can't. So now I'm, I'm off it. No. <laughs> now you're not giving them notes. <laughs> Instantly off it. Oh shit, man. Uh we also got a new internet money single uh with Roddy Rich and Kodak. It was okay. All right. Pretty yeah, good. I, no, I need to listen to that. Yeah, so it was pretty good. Uh I didn't like Kodak's verse that much, but it was it was like a lower tier Codex, but the, the song itself was pretty good. Um we also had a Larry June, Big Sean, Alchemist single, Palisades, California. Off of the album that they got coming out. I don't like uh, Big Sean on this type of flow. Well, I didn't like him trying to rap about um, fish oil. and. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, I don't understand he was trying to get into that, into that bag and he may live that life. I didn't, I didn't like it. It felt like <laughs> Rapping about fish oil is so fucking wild, bro. But I saw this coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, we do got a "Don't Play with It" remix, and I didn't love that either. Don't play with it. I saw a, a lot of when Young Miami was on it, and it, it didn't sound terrible. They got to bring back real remixes. Would they just switch up the whole shit? 
Yeah. Uh, niggas been fucking with that lotto on that what's name too on that uh Chicago shit. <laughs> she smoked it. Yeah. She smoked that first. What was it Mellow Mellow Racks or some shit? Mellow Bucks. Mellow Bucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that's all I got, man. Oh, uh, Victoria Monet had a new single, "Smoke With uh, Lucky Day." How was that? That's, I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. It's a, it's a, I hate the lie. I still kind of sometimes hate the pantry smoke songs, but it was okay. I know what you're saying. But, but it, it was solid. It sounded good. All right, man. Uh, man, do we have any shout outs this week, man? What you uh, don't know what you got, bro? Sure. I don't think I got one, man. Shout out to Brian. Yes, hey, man, please. You know what I'm saying? Sooner rather than later. Hey, KD. <laughs> That's my guy, man. Hopefully, come back this week. They talking about right? They come back Wednesday, I think. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, man. Valley boys. Your boy looking washed, bro. Hey, he hey, shit. Hey, listen, man. Yeah, yeah the time. internet tired of him. Hey, man, it's been time. Come on, man. Just let him get his ring so he can leave. That's <laughs> let the old man get his ring. <laughs> Oh shit! Let's see what you got, bro. Um, I don't know. This week I'm just shout out to Webby, man. I, every time I listen to that Savage Life, I forget how fire it was. Hey, one of one of the best Southern albums of all time. One of the best albums of all time, non-regional. Yeah. Oh, also yeah. I found this other podcast that came across my Twitter. These two women who just hate on everything. <laughs> yeah, that shit is lames. Shout out to them. It is. Yeah, like uh, the clips. Yeah, uh, I forgot what the podcast is called, but the the clips that I've seen is hilarious. They talk. About uh, I think it's I've had it. The I've had it podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, damn. Do I have a shout out? My shout out would be to TikTok, man. Get y'all shit together, cause bro, if y'all get banned, goddamn, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> For real, bro. They they just suck me in. Pause. <laughs> For me, I feel like if they banned it, I, I wouldn't have a problem because I feel like I need to be off of it anyway. Mm, yeah, I don't need to be off of it. My algorithm's <laughs> hidden, bro. Mm. Between the, the I know joints I see, hey, <laughs> between the joints <laughs> I see to the hacks to the sports shit, like it's the perfect algorithm. Like it's like watching TV. Like you get a little bit of everything, bro. The joke, the TikToks, like it. It's the best social media app for me right now. I can easily spend easily spend like two hours straight on on TikTok. So, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got, man. Um, anything else to say to the people before we get up out of here? Sure. Live your life. Yeah, Be safe. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. We appreciate y'all for listening, man. Like always, y'all have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. And long little boss, man. We out of here. Yes, sir.